Hello, welcome to the Lean Muscle Warriors podcast. I'm Francesco Pavone, your host, and today me and you are going to talk about how to lose weight without counting calories. I am not a swearing person, but I have to say, when we talk about this particular topic, I can get quite emotional. Um, and the reason is because I know that there are so many people out there struggling with losing weight and they see calorie counting a little bit as a burden, perhaps because they tried and it didn't work for them or they never tried and they're concerned that they're gonna lose the plot by doing that and or they are going to ruin their relationship with food. So make sure that you lose to all the episode um, to understand how to lose weight without counting calories and developing a great relationship with food. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please make sure that you leave a review on uh, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast. That's the best way you can help me um, keeping this podcast up and keeping all this uh, free information up. But let's not waste more time and let's dive into it. Okay, okay, okay. How to lose weight without counting calories. I think this is something that many people are struggling with. Um, in, in general, my experience with the calorie counting has been very erratic. I started back in 2018. So it's uh, calorie counting. It was something that uh, for a fitness enthusiast as me at the time, it was something very automatic. A lot of people will say calorie counting doesn't work for me. Now, in my case, I never had that... Uh, um, that question, that concern, I just went straight into it. And like it could be a lack or it could be a burden because as you go into it and you try it and suddenly you think that you, that you discover a way to fix all your problems. But for me, it was actually a way where I didn't certainly improve uh, my relationship with food. And I understood it uh, years uh, later. So um, many times when people say that calorie counting doesn't work for me, the reality is that they have tried. um, But like me in 2018, uh, they did it too much. They did it uh, not in the right way. They did it uh, aggressively. They... um, those people, they, they measure everything to the gram and they try to match uh, um, a, a certain uh, goal of calories and macros at the end of the day to the grams or to the calorie. Um, so by being very obsessed with it, they actually ruin their relationship with food, like I did. And, uh, and, and that is uh, definitely not a way, that, not a reason to say that calorie counting doesn't work for you, because the reality is that you might uh, have done it in the wrong way. Uh, like right now, if I were to count calories, uh, I would give myself a range of calories uh, and a range of macronutrients, because we know that calorie counting is actually not perfect. Uh, there are, uh, uh, it's impossible to gather uh, exact uh, information about uh, um, our calorie intake, uh, and uh, it would be a, um, an utopia to um, think that we can estimate exactly exactly the calories that we eat uh, and the calories that we burn. Um, 
even this, the, the, the same calorie counting, it's just an estimation because uh, um, when you look for potatoes, for example, uh, you can uh, uh, find general potatoes or you can find different types of potatoes and they all have different calories. Now, okay, we might, some people might argue that uh, on my fitness pal, you can kind of scan uh, the barcode on a particular food and then that would automatically uh, log the right calories and macronutrients of that food into my fitness pal or any other calorie calculator. But that's a lie because uh, the nutritional label have a percentage of error, of, of error. Our way of cooking is a way of processing food. So that's already a percentage of error. So calorie counting is imprecise. We don't absorb all the calories we consume. Um, we know that when we eat, for example, more protein-rich food, we burn part of the calories we eat in order to digest those food. So some food have higher thermogenic effect than other, and uh, therefore we don't always absorb all the calories we eat. How we prepare the food changes the calories that are in the food. Um, some individuals absorb more, more calories than others, and uh, um, we are generally not uh, great uh, at uh, eyeballing portion sizes. So, for example, when you did calorie counting, uh, um, if you did it very precisely, uh, you might uh, discover that you were not actually so precise. Many people think they are precise because uh, they are logging food, but calorie counting done uh, in a very precise way is very rare to find. Some people, they might just say log a cup of oat, but a cup of oat can be 200 grams or 100 grams, uh, giving you totally different uh, calories. So that's one case. So the other case uh, when people say calorie counting just doesn't work for me is uh, that uh, perhaps they have tried, but they were not consistent with it. So specifically with the goal of losing weight, if you do calorie counting correctly and you um, successfully create a calorie deficit, so there is a deficit between the energy that your body needs to sustain all the activities of your life um, at the moment, and the calories that you eat, favoring the calories that are out, okay? Um, so you are actually consuming more calories than what you are uh, eating, and therefore you lose weight. Now, some people, they get shocked when they get hungry. They think that calorie counting is not working because they're feeling hungry, and so they stop doing it, um, and the reason why they didn't lose weight with calorie counting is that they felt stress, they felt hungry, they didn't like uh, all the measuring and all the logging process, they find it very mechanical, and uh, then they think uh, they shouldn't be hungry on a diet. So you can see that uh, there are already a lot, uh, quite a lot of bias, um, but it's okay, it's okay, because in that sense, you would have understood that, uh, you know, you can give calorie counting another shot, okay? Um, but you know, the, the, if you do it, if you decide to, to use calorie counting to support your weight loss journey, then you should do it consistently. It should be something that you can perpetuate, something that you can be consistent with, um, something that fits into your lifestyle, okay? Um, so it, it could be that you haven't tried to do it consistently. It could be that 
uh, you haven't tried it yet. So you might be thinking that calorie counting doesn't work for you, but you haven't really tried. Um, so it's one of those things that perhaps you think that by doing calorie counting, you're just gonna have to give up to all your favorite foods. And the truth is, um, if you think that calorie counting doesn't work for you, then you would be very, very happy to know that uh, there are multiple ways uh, to be aware of your food. And uh, calorie counting is just one of them. It's one, I, I like to see it as a, a tool that we keep in our toolbox, in our arsenal, where uh, we basically take it uh, when we need it. Let me give you a little example. I recently moved uh, different countries because I was living in the United Kingdom, in London, from 2018 to 2020 and then I moved to Vienna um, where I stay at my girlfriend's parents place for a few months then I went back to my uh, home country in Italy and uh, I moved back to Vienna where now we are living in our flat with Leah my girlfriend and basically those were all totally different uh, situation totally different circumstances uh, totally different uh, eating pattern my family eats totally different from Leah's family so we all had to get adjusted to that uh, environment for many times in a short relatively short period of time and every time you you change habits you change environment it's very important that you keep uh, your awareness because the truth is that, that even in those uh, changes of your life you will have to eat Right? Like there are certain things that we always, uh, we will always have to do multiple times a day. So at least two or three times a day. So in that case, either you are already aware of your food or uh, not. And if you are not, uh, you can just use and pull out one of your uh, tools from your toolbox and kind of support you during that moment of transition where you are just uh, getting used to the new habit. It can be very stressful as well if you don't. Uh, uh, if you failed at doing so. So as we move into our last flat, so where I, I am currently recording this podcast episode in Vienna, um, I actually used my fitness pal for a whole week to understand if I was eating enough for my goals. So I would make sure that I eat enough protein. I would make sure that I don't eat more than... Uh, 10-15% of my daily calories from, uh, from uh, very processed food with a lot of uh, added fat and added sugar. I'm a cornflakes eater. I am a chocolate eater. I love those, those kind of things. So uh, because I know I love them, I'll make sure that I don't exceed eating them and I don't overeat them. Um, so I'll, I'll just make sure that I eat uh, 10 or 15% of my daily calories uh, from processed food. So calorie counting uh, in my case uh, is just a way to make sure that I eat enough and that I don't eat uh, too much uh, of, the of the food that I know are not uh, great for me and they don't necessarily add health uh, or quality to my life. Okay, so I wouldn't eliminate them, but I would make sure that I don't overeat them. And actually, I would make an effort to eat, make sure that I eat them every day. So I'll basically make sure that I have space to eat them, 
Sometimes I might not eat them. Sometimes I might just eat a small square of chocolate. Sometimes I might eat two bowls of cereal and a small piece of chocolate. So overall, at the end of the week and at the end of my life, I will not have eaten more than 10-15% of my overall life calories from processed food. And we know from the research that that's the right spot where to be in order to be healthy and in order to keep being consistent with this food awareness and having consistently a healthy nutritional habits. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a very um, common thing to say that uh, calorie counting that doesn't work uh, for you. And uh, I just want you to frame that, uh, okay? Perhaps you've tried and, uh, you know, the, the situation where calorie counting doesn't work for you are very, very little, okay? Not, uh, and, I'm not and here I'm not saying that... Uh, everyone should try uh, calorie counting. No, I'm not saying this. And perhaps uh, if you are listening, perhaps calorie counting is not right for you. Okay. Um, But saying that it doesn't work for you, how sure are you that it doesn't, doesn't work for you? To to be 100% sure that that it doesn't work for you, you should have done it uh, in the right way. So some people do it obsessively, but let me tell you that there are uh, specific function of my fitness pal where you can basically save your favorite meals so that logging actually doesn't take a lot of time and after doing it consistently for a while you can optimize those regular meals and make them yours and uh, in that sense you will have a consistent habit of tracking without uh, going too crazy about it so without consuming too much time tracking calories um, but also you'll have to you'll have known what you need uh, in that period of time with your eyes so you have the great opportunity of uh, developing more awareness in your food with calorie counting and then tapering away from calorie counting Um, but in that case uh, you know it did work okay it it might have been that it's just uh, very uncomfortable that you didn't like it that it was um too much okay i'll give you credit it it might be that um just uh, be be aware that uh, most of the fit people out there the very very fit people or the one that can be fit without counting calories uh, they pass through a period of time when they count calories or if they didn't use my fitness pal to count calories they kept a food journal or they wrote down how they felt after a a particular meal um, they surely pass through that process of developing more awareness towards their food. Now you might say, oh, Francesco, but if I, can, if I count calories, I'm going, I, I will have to think about food all the time. Well, you know, I, I, I used to think the same. I used to think one of the first time I track calories, I used to think, oh my God, Francesco, you're not going to be consistent with it. And Keep in mind that I am a consistent guy. Like most of my friends, they say that uh, one of my main qualities is being consistent. Uh, I think this com- f- comes from swimming. Swimming is uh, a lot. Swimming is uh, just a lot of volume. And uh, I think many swimmers uh, who will uh, be listening to this uh, podcast, uh, they, they will agree with me that uh, you need to be 
fucking consistent with swimming. You need to train all the time. You need. I was training 30 to 40 hours a week. I mean, as a teenager, it was a full-time job. That's why for me, it's, uh, it's not a problem to kind of... Uh, um, yeah, just uh, join a project and uh, be consistent with it. And sometimes uh, it gets challenging, but uh, I know I can do it and I know it's part of uh, uh, my personality. And, uh, you know, as I join a process or a project or, or I pick up a, a new habit, I see myself if it takes too much to set up my environment or to prepare for uh, the work. I just know, and I try to, I, I just know that I'm not going to be consistent with it. Imagine I have to take a video for YouTube and it takes me half an hour to set up the tripod, the light, to write down stuff on the visual board, to, to uh, set up the camera and the lightning. I'm just not going to do that all the time. Whether if the camera is already there and the light is already up and I already have my notes and I already know where I'm going with the video, uh, then I know I can do one video a week. Okay, so as I start a new proje project, such as with calorie counting, if I start and I see that it takes too long to set it up, I don't think straight away that... Uh, I mean, I, I feel myself thinking, oh, Francesco, you're not going to be consistent with it. And so I, I think straight away at ways to optimize it. So it, I allow myself a couple of days to spend a little bit of extra time finding out how can I optimize it. But for you, you don't have to sustain it. You don't have to count calories uh, um, until, until you die. Um, you know, you don't have to... You will feel calmer when you die when your diet match exactly what you need and your favorite food. Okay, um, so imagine if uh, counting calories was just for a short period of time, and then that would unlock a whole freedom because you actually know that you are eating the right food for your health, for your goals for your lifestyle, and actually in your nutrition, there are also the food that you really love. That would be fantastic. That would be so liberating. That would be like uh, taking a weight off your shoulder. And, uh, you know, you might think, uh, hey, Francesco, if I count calories, okay, um, you know, I will uh, have to do it for the rest of my life. No. The reality is that... Uh, you don't have to sustain it. You don't have to sustain it all of your life. Um, it's like thinking, oh, but if I start saving money, I will have to save money for the rest of my life. So I will not, I will, I rather just spend money straight away. Well, but let me tell you, if, uh, what if you start saving at the age of 18 and at the age of 36, you could buy a house, have a car, enjoy life, because you have saved money and you learn how to invest, so you optimize you optimize your expenses and you reduce um, you you optimize your investment and uh, reduce your expenses, um, and that would uh, unlock uh, I don't know the possibility of saving a million uh, euro in your bank account. So that would be an effort for sure, uh, and there is for sure the risk that uh, um, you know it might find it might feels challenging to do it for the rest of your life 
um, but still there is a big opportunity okay there is a big opportunity down there um, along the way of uh, the calorie counting which sometimes might feel very very steep and i totally get it i mean i used to think exactly the same so how to so what to do about it what to do about this uh, how like how can we lose really weight and a big amount of weight without counting calories well let me tell you what you what i just described is a skill okay so losing weight without counting calories is a skill and uh, as a skill it requires a particularly high level of awareness towards your food and um, as any other skill it needs to be learned through practice for every goal that you can uh, um, see in life there is also a skill to be learned and some daily practice is an action to be practiced uh, we know that uh, perfection stay lays in the repetition um, I never met a Michael Phelps who was Michael Phelps just uh, without training Michael Phelps became Michael Phelps because of his training because of his talent and because of his environment uh, so the old supportive people that were around him uh, but it would have nev never been Michael Phelps just with his talent so I don't know any trainer any fitness people any very fit people I'm not talking about lean people some lean people they might just uh, you know be crazy active and have a very active job and have their DNA to their side but we're not talking about you um, if you want to lose weight without counting calories for you the matter is different so you need to look at other ways uh, you might just have to pick up a practice and uh, calorie counting uh, is uh, a viable tool for that so for many people it can really help developing uh, more awareness many people come to me after a week of uh, calorie counting saying Francesco oh my god I thought that I was healthy I was eating all this salad fucking hell the olive oil fucking hell the avocado fucking hell the nuts fucking hell the seeds why is that? Because through calorie counting, they had one of those big breakthrough when they realized that actually they were trying to be healthy, but still they were exceeding with their daily calories. They were eating too much of the healthy food. Okay, so it's not inherently bad or good to eat healthy or unhealthy food. Um, although we know that uh, focusing on whole and minimally processed food, it could be a practice that already make you lose weight without you trying to lose uh, weight uh, just because uh, you generally assume less calories uh, but you feel more satiated by doing so we did a podcast uh, about uh, how to find uh, how to find the uh, whole foods um, make sure that you check that out and uh, calorie counting is a viable tool but that doesn't mean that it's for everyone um, your nutritional approach should be something that you feel capable of and that you can do right away without uh, having to think about it. Um, how long do you think you will have to think about it before you start taking action and before you start uh, uh, seeing this uh, as uh, a skill that you need to learn? Perhaps you just need some direction and accountability and support 
as you do it, as you try it, uh, without that kind of accountability, you're just gonna do it. And as it becomes difficult, as your body tell you, okay, now I'm uncomfortable. I don't want you to lose weight anymore. I don't want you to lose fat, red flag, alarm, hunger, eat, that's it. End of the story, you stop and you start looking for something else. So you think that calorie counting is not good for you. And so you think that you should reduce your carbs. So you start a low carb diet and then it doesn't go well. So you start, that, you, you start thinking that you need to lower your fat. So you start a low fat diet. It doesn't go well, same thing. So at some point, as you're trying to lose fat and weight, you will reach a level where your body doesn't like it, but you still will want to lose fat and weight because you don't like how you look in the mirror and you don't like how the clothes feels and you just don't like how you are and you're not comfortable with your own body. Okay, well, in that case, uh, you know, you, you have to do something. You have to push through and as you push through, and this is me back in 2019, when I thought that I couldn't see any definition in my legs because of my genetic, no matter how much I ate, oh wow, as I pushed through those moments, as I pushed those uh, usual moments where uh, usually I would have dropped, I would have thought that uh, either there is something wrong with me or there is something wrong with the way I am trying to do this, so calorie counting, or so my nutritional approach, or with my workouts, or just with my genes. I thought that uh, I just couldn't see my muscle in my legs because I would store fat in my legs anyway. Well, as I pushed through, one day, magically, I wake up, I went to the gym, and I remember I was doing calf raises, and I saw a vein on my calf, and uh, I had to push down to 7% body fat to do that. 7%. Let me tell you, many people can reach uh, 10 or 11% very naturally, Some, but most, most people, most men, they would struggle to go below 10% body fat, um, just because it's, un it's very uncomfortable. You start reaching a body fat level that is not natural, it's not uh, uh, something that our body takes in very easily. And to me, I had to go down to that point be before I could see any, the definition I wanted. I don't think that anyone should see that kind of definition in order to be happy. But at the time, to me, it was very important to reach that level of aesthetic. So in my case, it was very important for my mental health, my um, environmental health. I was a personal trainer, so I wanted to do it as well for my career. And I wanted to do it properly. So it was also to consider that it was a competition. It was a bodybuilding. So it was part of the game. Um, now, how can you do it um, without having to compete as a bodybuilder? Well, just uh, choose uh, your goal very carefully. Now, in terms of uh, losing weight, we don't have exactly the control on our body weight. So I would just say roughly how much weight you need to lose. Okay. Um, have a conversation with a coach. I am very happy to help uh, you that you're listening to this podcast. And uh, that's why I encourage you that you send me a message on uh, Instagram at PT Pavons or on Facebook at Francesco Pavone, or you can join the Lean Muscle Warriors 
um, Facebook group. It's a private free Facebook group where I share many daily um, tips and uh, I go live every week and I engage with all the members of the group because I want to make sure that all those members, they get the right education in terms of nutrition and training in a world where in a, the fitness world there is so much of everything you hear calorie counting is good from someone you hear calorie counting is bad from someone else you hear that uh, paleo is good from someone you hear the opposite from someone else and so on so there is so much confusion that uh, you need to have a conversation to check uh, to understand your nutritional level um, if uh, you have uh, a lot of nutritional level like a, a lot of nutritional knowledges, um, you might still want to do my uh, calorie counting. It might still be a moment and, um, you know, I, I don't think that uh, we can say calorie counting is bad or good because it depends a lot by how much you know in terms of uh, nutrition, your past of training, your past... Um, relationship with food and your body there are so many variables that is so difficult to say uh, how you know which method to use uh, just by default so uh, make sure that you have that conversation with a friend or a someone who knows what he's talking about uh, a I know many coaches are very happy to give you that kind of help um, in terms of uh, nutritional approach based on what you say is the problem and uh, um, to wrap it up guys uh, what to do about that well have that conversation um, once you know the method know how to do it properly don't just don't just please don't just think that uh, as you go to my fitness pal uh, there are so many mistakes that you can do and we'll probably do um, a episode just about uh, like a my fitness pal mastery um, because there are so many mistakes that can be done with my fitness pal that severely can impact your relationship with food um, and your mental health therefore, therefore and your consistency it's it's a chain reaction if, if, if there is like a weak link and you are not uh, using my fitness pal properly um, well then the whole uh, process might uh, you might just fall off the, the wagon, the wagon um, if, you, if you have that weak link. So uh, make sure that you know how to perform and how to apply that nutritional approach that you decide that you can do and you will do and then just stick to it. Stick to it and then enjoy the process because uh, losing weight just takes time. That is actually like time. We, the, the faster we lose weight, the more muscle we're going to lose. And I am 99.9% sure that uh, all of you listening uh, will not want to lose just weight. We all want to lose fat because we want to lose a little bit of fat and look a tiny bit better. And, uh, but we certainly don't want to look worse. Okay, and we don't want to have a look that is flat and wobbly. We want to look nice and toned, right? So we all need to lose fat and keep the muscle, retain the muscle. Some people might need to lose a little bit more weight. Some people might need to lose a little bit less weight. Some people will be happy about maintaining their body weight. Um, but still, generally, 
the people who want to reduce their weight, they also want to look toned. They don't want to look flat and wobbly. So uh, it just takes time. And the faster we go, the more we're gonna lose muscle. Uh, so it just is a slow process. Roughly, most of the people listening will have to lose between 0.5 and 1% of their current body weight every week. Uh, in order to see that the definition that they want and being able uh, at the same time to successfully retain all the muscle the person already have. And uh, depending by how much fat you need to lose and uh, how much you need to learn about your, uh, your uh, food and uh, how much you need to work on your self-awareness, uh, how much you need to work on healthy habits that are uh, uh, not... Uh, directly connected with food such as your sleep habits or other rules uh, uh, other sleep hygiene rules or your exercise routine or your level of activity aside your workouts or your meal prep skill um, all that kind of things you might need to work more or less on them so make sure that you know exactly all those opportunities and then just stick to it and optimize it every week aim to do a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better in uh, 12 weeks time my in my experience uh, with the people in the ultimate lean muscle challenge um, people usually lose uh, between 5 to 10 kilos uh, of fat but it's and it's it it's measuring weight uh, we know that there is a direct correlation uh, between weight loss and fat loss um, and uh, some people uh, start with a higher amount of uh, excess fat, so they might lose 10 or 12 kilos sometimes, and sometimes people only lose 4 or 5 kilos, but generally people on, on average lose 5 to 10 kilos of body weight, and they look like they gain 2 to 3 kilos of muscle. Uh, now, we're not going to have uh, the 100% certainty, uh, but what I care about is that all those people are happily... Um, more aware of their food and they can eat uh, all the food they want uh, without feeling scared they're gonna gain all the weight back uh, or without feeling scared that they cannot sustain this uh, because uh, they are supported they know what to do and they know that even if they fall a little bit short or they are not perfect uh, they still can fix it and they can still work on it and they still feel um, free so that's what it's all about. But guys, I really hope that you did enjoy this episode. And if you did, just drop me a message. The best way you can help me is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. And, uh, but I am more interested in knowing more about your situation. So feel free to reach out to me. I would be very happy to know that you are listening, you are listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll talk about your situation so that we can uh, understand which uh, nutritional approach might work best for you. But from today is everything from Francesco Pavone. Ciao, ciao.